Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And Tech Talk, y'all, is a self-proclaimed tech comedy podcast where we talk about the current tech news of the day and attempt to entertain ourselves and occasionally you by default. We are also brought to you by Prototype Prime. Do we actually Prime. try to amuse them? I don't know that we do. It amuses me. That's all I care about. Okay. Yeah. I so, love you guys, but I want to laugh. If you guys so, get amused, that's great. Yeah, it's good. Good for um, you. So this uh, podcast is brought to you by Prototype Prime, Tin Rocket, and Ticket Burner are valiant sponsors i'm gonna go with valiant. Va- valiant i like that i think that's a good term they sound like yeah. uh, uh like knights from uh, king I, yeah, arthur's that's kind of what i was thinking valiant. i, I kind of had like this armored sort of approach armored. you know yeah galloping yeah yeah gallivanting no galloping galloping Gall- is the word did yeah. you ever watch that tv show Gallivant? i did i did yeah that's the, hilarious it was good it? Yeah, yeah my wife sort of tolerated it but i enjoyed it so it worked <laughs> I think out my, well. I, th- yeah. I think my wife is the same thing but yeah. i thought it was fun the songs are great i think on that she show. i think she thought i was a moron for wanting to watch it but that's that's okay i'm used to it was hilarious yeah it's good i hope it's coming back I don't know. Uh, so uh, also, we'd like to ask you if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis or if this is your first time and so far you have smirked or laughed to go ahead and rate the podcast. Just pause it now. You don't even need to listen to the rest of the episode. Well, well, Just assume it's great. You know that it's five stars only. Five stars only. You can we only want, rate this podcast. Rating. Five star only yeah. rating. Uh, we'd appreciate it. There, there are no rating. other stars other There's than no five. There's no other stars. They don't exist, you have actually. To only it's click only on five. five stars available. Because if you do anything less than that, we're not going to read your comment. Yeah, and, and you know you want us to read your comment. That's true. And then we'll comment on it on Twitter and it's yeah. a whole thing. It's like a whole ecosystem. Well, high five yeah. you on Twitter. Uh, in this episode, we're going to have some really good stuff. We're going to talk about Apple. We're going to talk about a London startup that solved a problem that I don't think is a problem. We're going to talk about a foldable phone that is seemingly ridiculous. We're also going to talk about some scary predictions around AI, as well as some weird and wacky stuff. And finally, wrapping up with our tech recommendations that everybody knows and loves, bringing you the best technology that we possibly can every week because it's fun. All right. So we're going to dive in. You ready? Here we go. We're diving in. Apple has hit a historic one trillion dollar market cap. I am uh, I'm impressed. Are you impressed? I, I don't know. <laughs> He's like shrugging his shoulders. It's, okay. it's, it's just a trillion bucks, man. It's not I mean, that big. You know, whatever. I, I'd maybe be more I got impressed. I a five dollar bill over here. What's wh- up? When know? they were a hundred million dollars, and if I'd bought stock, uh, oh, you'd I'd be, be real impressed. impressed. You'd be now. real impressed. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, and Amazon's creeping up on them. I mean, the article's they talking are. about how Amazon's at a nine hundred billion dollar market cap. It's like, okay, good. You know, we're just getting into the one trillion dollar companies here, like it's no big deal. That's cool, uh, and it's 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 the Apple eco, Apple eco, ecosystem. I mean, we were even talking about it out here at Prototype Prime, right? How people get hooked into the Apple ecosystem, and it's just a self perpetuating thing. Like I just keep giving them my money, just yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, so I'm it's not like a in, subscriber, man. I am not in that ecosystem. Yeah, I you're opted, in Linux. I yeah. yeah, I opted out of the Apple ecosystem yep. in the early '80s, right? But I am definitely entrenched, like full on entrenched in the Amazon ecosystem. And that's what happens, man. You get entrenched uh, in these ecosystems, and you're a permanent fixture there you go that said i do have stock in amazon so i appreciate that ecosystem on both ends and listen i, I, I spent some money with amazon so okay, here's the crazy lie. thing about uh this trillion dollar market cap i read that that essentially means that they are five percent of our gdp like oh their, their worth is five oh percent of our gdp do we actually think they are five percent 
so of our GDP. So take this to the next level. That would that would imply that that Apple plus Amazon is ten percent of our GDP. Yeah, no, exactly. That, that's two companies that right. are ten percent of our GDP. Of our GDP. That's now, of course, insane. They make their value from not just in the U.S. Of it's course. all over. Right. But still, that's in relatable terms, there, it's like, wait, man, where are the rest of you companies at? I know. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Bunch of slackers. So uh, you know, we just need, I guess, ten more. Yeah, and then is we're all set. We can all we can yeah. all retire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, think that's I, how that works. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. This episode is brought to you by TicketBurner. Good news, your company is growing. You have an accounting team, a marketing team, even your own technology team. But the flood of daily email is simply becoming too much to bear. Introducing TicketBurner.com, the service that allows you to virtually connect your departments and customers together in order to get things done faster. Using their visual workflow builder, you connect everyone together by modeling the way that your business works in the real world. Getting things done has never been more fun. Stop wasting time searching your inbox and try it free for 30 days at TicketBurner.com. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. So uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this name. Huawei wants to release the Huawei. world. Huawei. Huawei. Which is apparently the the third largest mobile phone manufacturer, but I've never heard the name before and don't know how to pronounce it. So go figure. <laughs> they, um, they are huge. They're a huge they're Chinese manufacturer. They're the third largest yeah. manufacturer. Yeah, they make stuff for everybody else. Yeah, but like who knew, right? Yeah. So uh, they want to release the who world's who knew who knew who knew who they want to release the world's fo- first foldable phone in 2019 before Samsung does. So here's the thing. Okay, this is a phone that that has the <laughs> The rough form factor of a regular smartphone, except that it folds in the middle to open up like a book. So you're not talking a flip phone. Not a flip phone. It is is a it is a screen the that sc- actually folds. There's not a the hinge screen here. Folds. The screen okay. itself folds in half. So like a piece of paper. Like a piece of paper. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like this phone that's much smaller in your pocket, but now it folds open to be much larger, which is cool. And then on the back of the phone, it's got like a little display, like like your old school caller ID, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then, literally. And then on the okay. other side, it's got a camera, right? Okay. So this seems like a really cool thing. Except. Except. Here's the except in this whole thing. What hit me? What is it? So apparently the uh, the I guess the first version they're going to come out with. Yep. Can only withstand 20,000 folds. Now, that sounds like a lot. It Sanjay. does sound that like sounds a lot. Like, but but on we, average, we did some math before the podcast. On average, an average person looks at their phone and unlocks it, meaning you're looking at the big screen. Right. 80 times a day. So that's a lot. Here's the thing. So maybe if you have this phone, maybe you're not unfolding it 80 times a day because you don't need the whole screen. It's close, man. It's close. But even if it's... You look at the tweets, man. You got to get on the tweets. So if it's 50 times a day, the phone's only going to last you a year. At 80 times a day, it's going to last you 250 days. But there's no hinge. It's The screen is going to break. Yeah, well, I wonder what happens. Two hundred fifty days. If you're a power, and listen, only power users are going to get this phone. This thing costs fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. If you're getting this phone, you're an early adopter that's obsessed with looking at your phone. Let's just be honest here. And these people are going to look at their phone a minimum, minimum, I say minimum, minimum. of eighty times a day, which means it's going to last less than two hundred and fifty days. Yeah. So they're going to spend fifteen hundred bucks on a phone to last less than two hundred fifty days. 
Well, that's what high users do. They they're high rollers. Man, you got to be a seriously high roller. They drop fifteen hundred bucks every nine buy, months. Just go ahead and buy two up front because you know you're gonna need two. <laughs> like you know you're gonna need just look, just drop four grand up front and be done with it. Well, you probably should because they said they're gonna make them in limited quantities. It's thirty thousand of them. Right. So you're out of luck, man. So you're gonna get used to your big, nice, fancy flip out screen. And, and then it's nine months out. from now, yeah, it's going to break. It's all and gone. There's not going to be any available to buy again. All gone. It's just gone, man. It's, it's, so it's just, if, you, uh, if you're thinking you want one of these, go ahead and buy 10 of them. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what you need to do. Them. That's right. You need to buy 10 up front, and then you're good to go. You feel you, good about it. You know, there's still people. I've read this article about that sidekick. You remember the sidekick from a long time ago? I do remember the, the sidekick. I have, a friend, I have a friend that worked on the sidekick. Yeah. yeah. So people still use that. What? Yeah, they no. love that thing. Yeah, there's very few of them left. That thing was awesome in its yeah. day. It really was. It had the little hinge and Yeah, like it flipped out like this out. really yeah. cool way. Yeah. It had this cool keyboard. Sidekick. Man, there's yeah. a whole bunch of people listening right now that are like, man, those guys are old. So. But this is this is just early dot com days. I know. Long ago. I know it wasn't that yeah. long ago. Listen, I'm still young, dude. I'm like a, <laughs> I don't know, twenty something year old. I don't. I got nothing. I'm not a twenty something no, year old. I don't even know what's happening. All right. Anyway, uh, this next article is a little more, a little different than what we normally talk about. So, but I wanted to, I wanted to dig into it a little bit. It's maybe a little bit of a precursor to a special episode we're going to do uh, wait, down wait, the road. We didn't talk about the London startup yet. Of course. Oh, terribly sorry. You're right. Okay, I'm, I'm skipping stuff. My bad. Uh, there is a London startup. Okay, this is great. The London startup that solved one of the most annoying things about flying is now branching onto trains. So the startup is called Airporter. Airporter. And in London, they will pick up your baggage at the front door. Of your house. Of your house and check it in to the airport for you. Yeah. This seems so pointless to me, it's not even funny. What? Man, come on. Really? Like, if, now, okay, have here, you ever thing. had to haul your bags in London? Yeah, I've been to from, London many times. From the hotel to, oh, yeah. the, to the airport. Oh, yeah, many times. No yeah. big deal. Here, here's the thing. If they went from my front door uh-huh. to my hotel where I'm going, Okay. So, oh, okay. so if they went from Atlanta front door to London hotel or, or vice versa, that's an interesting proposition to okay. me. Okay. Okay. Like I love that because then I can just pack my backpack okay. and then I know when I get there or like shortly thereafter, show it's up. at my hotel. Yeah. That's a cool okay, idea. Okay. So your issue is they're not dealing with the second half they're of the problem. They're not going far enough. Okay. It's dumb to me. Like I don't just want it checked on the plane. In fact, I don't even want it. Like, like I do carry on. I never check a bag ever. I'll go on a two-week trip okay, and never so, check a bag. So, Adam, you live in a bubble because most people take bags. So, I'll tell you this uh, recent thing that happened. We you were in I Manchester. In yes, you live in a bubble. <laughs> okay, bubble boy. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good reference. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay. I, I, in, in this scenario, I'm George Costanza. You're, you're a bubble boy, and it's not Moops. That, it's not moops. It's more. You be George. I'll be it's, Jerry. We'll the card it. says moops. Right. It's not Moore's. <laughs> uh, so uh, we were in Manchester and my in-laws had these, uh, their, their luggage and they were going, right. um, I think they were actually taking the train down, down to London. Right. And they had to go to the train station and the train station, not far. It's probably right. about an eight minute walk. But they're dragging these bags over these cobblestone yeah. streets. I can and see it that. Sucked. I can and see that. As you get older, now dude, I get that, yeah. you don't want to be doing this. So, yeah, I like see this that. kind of service right here, if somebody had come on and picked the bags up and even just taking it to the train station, which or just, they're going to do. That's, just, what this, that's exactly. what this article is about. They're going to do that. Yeah. Or taking it all the way and just, you know, like unloaded it for them at London. Right. We probably would have paid for that. 
I could see that. Okay, that that actually does make right. sense to me. So, I guess I so think, people I think that are very not, in terms of Atlanta. Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah. but this good. this startup's in London, so yeah. I mean, solving a London. Problem. I think this is a, a bigger maybe issue in European countries. Yeah, where you're not necessarily taking a car, or doing anything else like that. Here, like, no, I wouldn't do that. I just load the bags in my car, drive to the airport. I'm good. You're right? good to go. Yeah, that's true. We, we don't have cobblestone streets here. That's true. Like, you well, know, it's not think, very many. Well, right. unless they're potholes, and yeah. it's almost like yeah, cobblestone. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's. Not something. Although you know, even here in Atlanta, we've got a couple of those off-site parking places that have partnerships with Delta, where you can just check your bag, you park your car there on the, oh, yeah, the off, the bag. and you check true. your bag there with Delta, which is cool. And then it just goes; it's you don't gone. even have to worry about it. So yeah, that, that's not a bad. Thing. That's similar. not a bad thing. Yeah. That's cool. I still want to see the service that goes door to door. Like I, I feel like they're just missing yeah. a, a significant portion. Right I think there. there are a couple of startups that do that, but they ship your bags like via UPS or FedEx. As or something. they should. That and, makes more, way more sense. And it's expensive. Though. I bet it's. I mean, astronomical. Yeah, so it only yeah. makes sense for like those high flutin like business the high roller guys. Yeah, high roller. Yeah, and you girls. got a fifteen high, high roller guys and girls. Guys and girls. Yeah, yeah. the ones that are buying the fifteen hundred dollar you know one year flip phone screen dealies and no no, no they're buying the, ten. Remember we just advised them to buy ten. Yeah, they're they're buying not buying 10. one. They're buying ten. Buying ten. It's cool. Okay, it's a yeah. whole thing. This episode is brought to you by TenRocket.com. We're surrounded by great ideas, many of which we once thought up ourselves. More often than not, the greatest barrier to taking action is feeling underqualified or uncertain about the next step. 10Rocket helps entrepreneurs and non-technical founders validate their idea with speed and confidence. It's not as hard as you think to get started. Join the hundreds of entrepreneurs trusting their ideas with the team at 10Rocket. They work in 10-day sprints to keep your vision on track and moving forward. Take action on your idea. Visit 10rocket.com. That's T-E-N-R-O-C-K-E-T.com today. It's the right next step. All right. So, uh, so now moving on. So uh, this is a little bit of a precursor to a special episode we're going to do later on artificial intelligence, also known as AI. And this article uh, is is cataloging the five scariest you, predictions you know about the, AI. The listeners are probably thinking like, yeah, we're listening to artificial intelligence right now. That, that's actually probably true. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely artificial. It's inflated. It's inflated intelligence. Inflated intelligence. <laughs> we just coined the term. There you go. Uh, trademarked here on Tech Talk Y'all. Tech Talk Y'all, the inflated intelligence podcast. <laughs> inflated intelligence comedy tech po- tech comedy podcast. That, our, um, line, our tagline is going to get It's getting long. really well, oddly long. Yeah. All right. So the first scary prediction about AI in this article is mass unemployment. They talk about job losses in in kind of like specific sectors. And these are sectors that require a little more intelligence, but not necessarily a super amount of training. So like, I think it listed things like, what was it? Some, some, maybe some stock trading or some like bank tellers. Is that right? I think. Yeah, I think um, that's right. And, and I get this, but at the same time, like, I feel like this is the same argument that was made against factories. Right. Like it, it just it just doesn't feel like it's gonna hold any water. And, and against computers. And against computers, yeah. And like computers against, are gonna replace everybody, and everybody's mass unemployment because of computers. Right. But then it just creates so many more or, jobs. Or, and so many or more even like those self checkout lanes at, right. at stores. They're like, yeah. oh my god, all the cashiers are all gonna the cashiers be out are gonna jobs. be gone. But then it, it just creates other yeah. opportunities, other ways, right. other ways of gaining skills. To then, I mean, we become a more and more skills-based economy. I think that's true. I think AI is going to push us further in that direction. Right. But I don't see it causing mass unemployment. That yeah. seems a little much. I, I, I think there, it's maybe it's ca- going to going to cause minor unemployment. Yes, for sure. Over time, which if you sum it all up, is mass unemployment. That's true. That's but true. Hopefully, we are at a place as society where we will help train some of these people, and new people that are coming into the uh, job force are not training for those jobs yeah, that are training disappearing. for new jobs, new jobs. That, that the AI can't do. 
right? Right. Yeah, and then, and then they're and then they're supplementing the AI as opposed to the being replaced by the AI. Yeah, exactly. Which I think makes good sense. Hopefully, I, I think the the track that we're on is basically for everybody to have jobs like in Star Trek, right? Yeah. So uh, all the computers do the menial stuff, and and then all the people are left to you know well. Go out into outer space. I'm, and I'm actually still waiting for the George stuff. Jetson job. You know, that job where all, all the supercomputers you can fly, doo, doo. but your job all day long is just to sit there and push one button over and over and over. <laughs> you, I never get that, Spacely man. Spacely sprockets. Like, what is up with He's pushing a button over and over. Yeah. But it's like, they but they have flying cars, but they don't have somebody that and, can push a button. And a robot made. And a robot made, yeah. but they can't push That is apparently fully sentient. That, like, knows everything <laughs> that's going on. Can deal with whatever situation. Uh, right. But at least it's named Rosie and not Rosie. like Deep Mind. <laughs> or Jimmy. You- or Jimmy. <laughs> you imagine if, if Rosie was named Deep Mind? Hey, Deep Mind, would you clean that? I mean, it's the whole, it's scary. Yeah, that that, yeah. that that would instantly turn the Jetsons into like a very dark very- cartoon. <laughs> Jimmy the butler comes by <laughs> with an axe. Oh my god. All right. The next scary prediction about AI is war. So we talked about that on this podcast before. Elon Musk has been very, very (laughs) outspoken that AI could cause World War Three. I don't know what he is sweating so much. He's building rockets. He's just gonna shoot off the earth and go live on Mars. Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be good to go. Yeah, Yeah. As long as he doesn't create a scary AI first. But I mean, and there's even like these packs of scientists we've talked about too that are saying, oh no, we'll never create you know, warmongering AI, but then we talked about before, like there's like hundreds of other scientists. You know, when you said packs, I thought you meant like pack, like a wolf pack. And yeah, I, that's I what immediate- I meant. A wolf pack of scientists. That's exactly what I was talking about. I, I immediately envisioned like this roving band of scientists, <laughs> like being like, no. Yeah, yeah. that's actually what I meant. Yeah. That's pact, P A C T. Pact. P A C T. I should pr- pronunciate better. Pronunciate Pronounce better. Pronunciate. 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 I like that word actually right, better. There we go. We're going to keep going. Um, I mean, I, I think this is honestly, I think this is a valid concern. I really do. Uh, I, but I think it, I think well, it I, can be overcome. I, right? I think we've seen some stuff with it. Like you see the high frequency trading that ends up happening on Wall, on Wall Street right. where these automatic programs will get and then they will cause like these massive drops in the stock market right. because they are all taking these signals. I think the fear here is, is because there's humans programming this and they are fallible yep. and they will do it poorly yep. because they will not realize that there's these loopholes or whatever yep. um, and create killer robots that then just yeah. go berserk. Well, and I think right? the thing I think the thing is is that that there's something about human intuition that plays a role in our decision making that's beyond somehow in a way beyond logic. Right. Right. And AI is never going to have it's, that. Well, it's empathy. And, and that's, yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and, and even this article talks back to, you know, worries from the incident in 1983 when the Soviet military officer noticed that the Russian computers had said, had, had signaled a warning that the U.S. had launched nuclear weapons. And for whatever reason, he recognized, okay, this is, this isn't real. Right. But a computer would have never recognized that. They just would have launched back and yep. then into the world. We're all done. Yep. We're not having this conversation right now. Exactly. Right. Uh, we're digging ourselves out of, you know, out of what mass chaos right now. So, yep. so, I mean, I think that's where AI gets scary is it doesn't have that capa- that capacity for empathy or even recognizing signal errors right. that a human would look at and go, no, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. So, yeah, maybe we need to hold off on the war robots. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be good. Longer. And, yeah. and according to this next one, we might need to hold off on the AI doctors, too. There, there are concerns about robo-doctors. Uh, in fact, there was a report uh, just last week about how IBM's Watson uh, 
uh, what was it, made multiple unsafe and incorrect cancer treatment recommendations uh, because it was so hyper-focused on sort of one type of thing, one type of input, that when it got other stuff, it, it didn't really know how to process it well, and it ended up making recommendations that were inappropriate and, and, and really unsafe. And so that's what it's saying about AI is like, while AI may be good for like diagnosing like heart conditions, for example, then when you take a, a, someone in there that might have cancer, it's going to see them as having some crazy heart condition because right. it's, it's focused on heart conditions, not right. cancer. Right. It's an interesting problem, yeah. I guess. I, I, I think more broadly, though, you got to think about how many errors do regular doctors make? A ton. Right. A ton. And the and, statistics and actually show the here? that the older the doctor is, the more errors they make and the more prone they really? are towards diagnosing sort of the same old stuff. Yeah, that, that that's what the, a study I oh. read pretty recently showed. I can't remember where the study was. I'll have to try to look that up. That's good to know. Yeah, I might a, have to change my doctor in a, a few scary. years. It was a little scary. He's yeah. still pretty young. He's around my age, but in a few years, he's going to be old. I'm saying. Just like I will be. I'm and, saying. And, my doctor's got all white hair, so I'm, uh, I mean, I mean. Uh, oh, <laughs> you're getting diagnosed for all the old stuff. <laughs> Uh, when, Adam, you got jaundice. When he said I had smallpox the other day, I was like, I don't think that's a thing, man. You know, like, come on. Like, but he was like, no, really, it's what it is. I'm, like, I I'm pretty we, sure that's poison ivy, dude. Like, come on. Like, you know, we need to put yeah. you in this iron lung. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Wait, I don't like that idea. All right. Uh, so the next one that it's concerned about in this article is discrimination. So this one's actually interesting. There have been a number of articles written recently about how AI is picking up on discriminatory practices, even subtle ones from the humans that it's learning from and, and begins to be discriminatory in its actions towards other people. And so there was, uh, I think you'll remember, and it says in the article, you know, Tay, which is an AI chatbot from a few years ago. I think know, we talked about this at one point. I don't know if we talked about this one in particular, no? yeah. but what was crazy is it was a it was a chatbot that was set to learn from the people that interacted with it on Twitter. Yep. And apparently the people that decided to interact with it on Twitter were a bunch of Nazis and racists. And so it, well, I don't I don't think it decided to interact with it was interacting there, with people, people and they that, re, they knew it and then yeah. they were like, Oh, we're gonna mess with it. Oh this. yeah, they messed with it. Oh, totally. and, and Tay became a Nazi racist that they had to shut down, which is scary yeah humorous ish almost like haha funny i'm terrified sort of moment you but know? it also i think unbeknownst to maybe these people because they were just playing a joke on this microsoft bot right i think they proved a point of like you got to be careful with yeah. this stuff yeah well right? I, it picks up ai's pick up on humans they, they learn right. cues from interactions right and and honestly we have biases that we might not even be aware of yep. that the ais are then going to pick up on and, and amplify and amplify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's a real concern with AI that it's, it's got to have enough of interactions with with a with a massive amount of people to hopefully balance out some of those biases to some degree. Right. But even that, I mean, even that's a little scary because some biases are actually ingrained in the entire culture as a whole. Yep. In, in, in certain slants and ways that I won't get into, but but there are some biases that, that are pervasive entirely that should not be there. Yeah. The AIs are going to pick up on and, that. And, and not just in American culture, but in every culture. In every you culture. look at every country, yes. there are things that they do and say um, that are biases towards yep. other people. Yeah. Or at least Absolutely. some segment of their population believes. Yep. And they uh, might not even well. realize it, but yeah. the AI is going to pick up on it. Exactly. Scary. All right, so the last one that is a scary prediction is mass surveillance. I think this is the one you're probably the most concerned about. Yeah. Right? I Well, I don't know if it's most concerned. I, I think I'm concerned about it's all these. Concern. But, it's but this is an ongoing concern and, and not just AI enabled, but just in general all of enabled. But, all of it. But I think AI and, and kind of a lot of this uh, deep data stuff that we have going on now 
just enables a lot more of this yeah. uh, than what's possible. I mean, possible. all the facial recognition stuff. I mean, license plate tied all in together. I mean, it's not it's not hard to imagine right. with AI being growing the way that it is 10, 15, 20 years from now yep. that government can know the location of every individual everywhere on the planet if they want all to. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Real time. I mean, you think about how many people are taking uh, photos like this very instant mm-hmm. second yeah. on their phones. That are geotagged. Th- that are geotagged. Yep throughout the US the the world whatever yep and are being uploaded up yep it's it's a lot and of the photos world. and crowds of public people like yeah. you might be in the background of the photo yeah but you just got geotagged by somebody yeah. else now they know where you are and they know where you are without yeah. you even knowing it yeah it's crazy man exactly somebody might take a picture of you and post it on Instagram and you don't know it, it just could like happen a few minutes ago with a coffee cup in front of you that says geek i mean i don't yeah. know it could happen yeah it may have just happened i don't know Exactly. But it's awesome. All right. So <laughs> now we need to move into, and, and this is going to tie in really well, but but I do need to clearly move into the weird and wacky segment of the wicka, show wicka, weird where wacky. we talk about crazy stuff. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. is not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. So the first crazy stuff we're going to talk about is China has launched high tech. Hold on. Wait for it. Bird drones. To watch over its citizens. Bird drones. These are drones that look like birds and that flap their wings like birds. Yep. With high definition cameras and yep. GPS on them. I, I I just feel like it's getting a little creepy, man. Like just just fly a drone, man. Just fly. They already know you you're feel right. like just it's fly just a drone. Now getting creepy. <laughs> no, it's not just now getting Where creepy. Where have getting, you been for the last getting, couple of years? It's getting real creepy. But yeah. this is like a whole nother level of creepy. I feel this like is, yeah. I feel like this is Hunger Games creepy. You know, <laughs> like this is like. This is like there's cameras in the trees looking at us from every angle, kind of creepy, you know? You're just waiting for at night for the, the cannon booms to go off yeah, and see the yeah. pictures of all the people taken out. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. It just seems so, so weird to me. Like, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's not like the people in China don't know the government's watching. So why not just create an airplane? Like, just a mini plane. Like, right. a, just a little RC plane, man. Yeah. Like, why do they need to fake it out like it's a bird? I, yeah, I don't understand why they don't just put cameras on poles. Like, if you look at... They do that, too. They got like 200,000 of them or something like that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So China, why, do you, why do you need drones on top of that, though? I don't know. That's the, Well, maybe that's maybe because some of the rural areas, probably. Because okay. there's, some, there's some pretty rural. I mean, China's more rural than it is city. That's true. City. Than urban, yeah. I assume that's what this is for, is they okay. can launch it out and go a couple hundred miles or something and really see what's going on. But, I mean, I don't know. It just still seems so crazy to me. And then China's also, I mean, they're really trying to. This is crazy. Uh, the last the last segment of this particular article says China also employs facial recognition, artificial intelligence, smart glasses, and other technologies to monitor its 1.4 billion citizens, with the aim of one day giving each of them a personal score based on how they behave. So they they literally China wants to create a scoring system for every single Chinese citizen that will determine whether or not they can get plane tickets or whether or not they can wow. buy a car or whether like it's like it's like credit but like on a super scary level. And being tracked by it, like tracking everything, like movements and uh, uh, not that's just spending crazy. habits. It's like it's that's that's the level of like enemy of the state kind of crazy stuff right there, man. That, that is. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I like how you threw out a uh, a movie reference there. I don't You're know welcome. Where, it's yeah. a Will Smith movie. Will Smith so, I mean, movie, yeah. you can't go wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, like, come on now. If I want to throw out a movie, it's going to be a Will Smith movie. You there know what you I'm go. Saying? All right. Uh, so th- this last one, Sanjay, I, I intentionally asked you not to read this article. And I am personally extremely amused by this article. And I have uh-huh. a friend that actually did this yesterday and, okay. and had success. So so you may or may not be aware, but Apple has 
a function on I, its I phone. I instantly am not aware because okay. I don't have Apple So products. I'm going to explain. So Apple okay. has a function on its phone and on its laptops called AirDrop. Okay. Okay. So if you're connected to the same network or you're within Bluetooth vicinity of, of another device, okay. you can send files directly to that device. And there's several different settings you can use. So for one, so I can on my phone, I can say, yes, I want to accept AirDrop files from contacts only. So it knows if it's a known contact sending me a file and then okay. I can accept or decline. Or you can just have it wide open so that anybody can send you a file. Okay. Wait, wait. So if it's a contact you know, how does it know that they have also an Apple phone and what the idea of the Apple phone is? Does it have to talk to Apple? I, I don't know. Do I assume that? it communicates phone to phone somehow, but, I, but that I don't know. Okay. But... You can also have it open where you can just say, I'll accept airdrop files from anyone. Okay. Anyone. Okay. So this guy realized that there's a lot of people out there that leave on the anyone feature. Okay. So he goes into public settings like okay. Starbucks and train stations. He rides the train a lot. Yep. And he found a photo, uh, cre apparently created by an artist, of a sloth dressed as an astronaut. It's a okay. Photoshop photo. It's really funny. Yeah. It's really great. And he started looking for people that are on airdrop open to anybody and trying to send them that file uh-huh like randomly and what's even better is so he'd be in a starbucks right so he'd name his phone s bucks as is as in it's starbucks right <laughs> yep and so then it pop up on their phone and say s bucks wants to send you a file do you accept or decline and he says a ton of people accept the file yeah and so he's just sitting there just you know casually trying to look like he's uh -huh. on twitter or something like not cracking up laughing and he's sending these people this file and they accept the file not knowing anything about it or who right. it is or anything and they get the file and they're just looking around like completely bewildered and stunned like what just happened and like they're just accepting it like, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, from a security standpoint, like, yeah. this is scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I want to do this so bad. I tried today. Nobody here has their, their uh, airdrop, airdrop turned airdrop. on. Nobody does. Okay, good. I, I was really hoping I could get I, somebody I, here. I, I, that, that restores yeah. my faith and my peeps here I was at really Project hoping Prime. That. And I was trying to get somebody at Starbucks today, too, downtown. And no, uh -huh. I couldn't get anybody there either. Really? So I'm, gonna get, I'm going to a concert later tonight. I'm going to try it there. I, oh. bet, I bet there's some people oh, there, man. You'll totally I'm going to send them all kind of astronaut sloths, man. It's going to be great. So, okay. All kinds of issues, I think, to unpack <laughs> in this thing. I bet you, more than likely, when it is the contacts, you probably have to talk to Apple to figure out the ID yeah. because it's probably doing some kind of uh, reduction, right? Yeah, so you've got to match right. up the, the right. uh, kind of device ID for that to be allowed. Sure. So that opens up a whole hole right there, right? So yeah. if you can hijack that. So even if you don't have it open to the world, you can probably say, like, Still, oh, I can yeah, take that over, out. right? For sure, yeah. This is just a vector right here. For a virus or malware oh, yeah. or something like that to happen. Now, of course, it's I'm sure Apple's, every phone in the world, man. Apple's probably oh, yeah. gonna say, like, no, we make sure of that, but they don't know what they don't know. Right. Right? Yeah. So there could be some kind of vector there. And could you then lose control of all the data that's on your phone? Yes, oh, absolutely yeah. could. Well, the, and one of the best things about this article it talks about later on is that apparently the guy that's doing this, that's having a blast, was <laughs> at an Apple like convention and was not far down from like a high up Apple official. Uh -huh. Like sit like sitting like several seats down and he knows they have their phones on. He's like, oh, let's just see if they got the airdrop turned on. And sure enough, like it's got their name right there on the airdrop and he can just send them a file. Uh. <laughs> now, of course, they declined because right. you can decline the file. So right. That's great. But still, like just the fact that it's even available was just it's just cracking me up, man. It was in reading this article. I was just dying laughing. This is great. So, yeah. And I, I did have a friend that did this in Starbucks yesterday and had right. success with two people. So that they downloaded the files. Oh, well? yeah. They accepted the file. Yeah. Of the sloth. Yeah.
I mean, you could send all kinds of things. You could send things that, I mean, this could actually get you in trouble. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. What if somebody is sending like child porn or something I know. like that? That's and what I'm then saying. You, and you accepted it. Yeah. And now what do you do? Now what do you do? Yeah. I mean, it's like there's all kinds of just crazy, crazy stuff here. Yeah. Like just crazy. It's crazy. Don't ever accept files from people you don't know. I'm just well, saying. That's the rule like of rule life. Rule number one. Yes. Rule number one. Don't accept files from. If people you get you don't an know. email from somebody, even if it's somebody that you know, don't and click they the send link. you a file that you were not expecting. Delete the email. Don't click the link. Do not click the link. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. So, oh, I feel good. I feel better. Now it's time for. Tech recommendations. Tech recommendations. Let's get into the tech recommendations. What do you got? You go first. Uh, I'll go first. Okay, so I use an app called Adobe Fill and Sign. So, you know, people send you PDFs, uh, you know, every once in a while, and you got to fill out this PDF, and, like, they want you, for whatever reason, to, like, print it out and then, like, physically <laughs> sign it. And I'm like, this is That's stupid. old school. I'm not doing Listen, I bought a whole house without ever physically signing anything until I went to the lawyer's office. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I did. Now, I'm probably not supposed to do that, but whatever. I got the loan. We're good. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, Adobe Fill and Sign lets Bank, you take the don't PDF. don't pull the loan back. Yeah, just don't pull the loan. Don't listen. Uh, I didn't say that, Bank. What are you talking about? Uh, but the, the Adobe Fill and Sign lets you take the PDF and pull it into your phone and then fill it out and, and go into each of the fields and fill it out uh -huh. and then actually sign it with your finger and then ship it back an email to whoever you want. It's great. That sounds weird. Sign Super it with easy. your finger. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like you sign it on the screen and <laughs> yeah. then stick it down or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you can, or you can store a signature too. Okay. If you want to do it that way. And, and do you have to pay for this or is it just No, so I believe it's a free app. Is that, is that oh, what yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I use it for all kinds of stuff. And, and it works. It's a, an app on the phone. Yep. Can you do it on the web? Is there a web version? Of I that? think there might be a web version. It might be a paid web version. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure, okay. but I know it's free on on the iPhone. I don't know about if Android. I would assume okay. they've got an Android counterpart. Yeah. They've got to. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's great. It works really really so well. So this is basically they're trying to compete against DocuSign. Yeah. And those kinds of services. Yep. And just undercut. It. And you know, DocuSign just recently went public too. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So nice. they're probably like, oh, let's take some of that money let's just away go from after that. Why market not? cap. You know, make it easier. You can't be five percent of the GDP. I'm not going to let that happen. Exactly. We're going to go after All right, what do you got, man? Uh, so I've got one that I think we've talked about randomly before, but we've never uh, actually recommended it, is IFTTT. Uh, so if you don't know this, uh, what it stands for is if this, then that. Right. Basically, it's a service where you can go in and say, if one thing happens, then do this other thing. Yep. And so I use it for some random innocuous stuff. So um, like if I post something on Instagram, if I post on Instagram, then post it on Twitter. Right. So those things are automatically linked in together. Recently, though, some things have gotten less useful on not just IFTTT, but a bunch of services. I just got an email, I think it was yesterday, from them saying that now they can no longer post on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's locked it down, man. Yeah. I used to use an app called Buffer to uh, post all you my social media accounts. Now, right? You can't post your personal account. I think you can still use business. Yeah, well, but on not pages. Personal. I think pages. you can do it on pages, but yep. not on your own account. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's yeah, crazy. Facebook is locking all that stuff down, which is impacting all these folks. You know, it's been funny. The, the emails, uh, even from IFTTT, they've said, like, we support Facebook in the ongoing change. Well, of course you do, because you can't do anything you about it. You have any choice. Yeah. yeah. You have no choice but to support. Of course that, you support them. Yeah, because that's their service, and right. you're just glomming onto them. But yep. anyways, um, IFTTT is great. There are a lot of services. So I think I've re recommended before um, Rain Machine. That's the yep. the device I use at home for I the know, sprinkler I know, the sprinklers system. that won't part the waters. Yeah, that yeah. won't part the waters All like right. you want it to. But um, it is enabled, I think, with IFTTT as well. So what? Yeah, so you oh, can that's do, cool. like, do things based on... 
you know, what's happening with the rain machine or other things causing it. So like, I, I think you can set it up as if you're coming home or show up at the house, it will turn the sprinklers off so you don't get uh, sprayed. Now see, it's getting closer to my part in the water it's thing. Close. Hey, by the way, shout out to my boy, Jason, uh, for the awesome gift, uh, for, for that. That was great. Yeah, that was good. I appreciate that. So, um, so, uh, if you, and the great thing about IFTTT is you don't have to know how to program. You can just wire things up pretty yeah, easily, just right within the yeah. web. Or select pre-existing recipes too. Exactly. Yeah. I've got the app on my phone too, so that it'll uh, do things on the phone as well. So it's nice. good stuff. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Uh, Sanjay, how can our listeners connect and interact with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or my website, sanjayparik.com. In case you don't tweet, I think there is a contact me button on there. There you might be. That. It yeah, could happen. I think yeah. there is there. Okay. Yeah, so. okay. What about you, Adam? You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker. You can also find me on my blog at adamjwalker.com, where I blog about leadership, habit building, crazy go-ruck experiencing, and the insanity of having five children, and whatever else interests me at the time. So, uh, and, and the rucking hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped, man. I'm still you're training. You're going to go do still the next one. training. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do an next one it's gonna be awesome i'm ready for it crazy it's gonna be great so one last request uh if you have enjoyed if you have smirked if you have smiled if you have chuckled if you have hee-hawed if you have giggled or if you've been angry the whole time or if you've been angry the entire time uh we'd still like for you to rate this podcast with five stars so that's our appreciation five stars uh, to show your upsetness at the thing or (laughs) your funness if you're five stars of upset at tech talk y'all you should rate five stars and let us know and if you're five stars of happy you should rate five stars of happy that's how that works five stars either way five stars means both uh, that'd be great so we'd appreciate it share with your friends tweet at us we'd love to interact and connect if you have questions we'll take those too we love questions we might answer one maybe possibly yeah anyway that's all we got for the show today that was amazing (laughs) how how long was the show Five minutes that's, right, hey, look, that's pretty good. I told you we'd okay, go for a while on that. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, by the way, these headphones are not working anymore. What do you they, mean? They completely shorted out. No, they started shorting out as... Dun, dun, dun.